Okay, folks, here we go. <clears throat> we got to pose on the matrix. It is the um, the 1st of November, 2021. Do not pay attention to the ticker at the bottom. Uh, that's old. It's from last week. I'll try to change it during the show, and I'll try to change the date on there, too. Um, so, Brian, um, we're going to talk about the effects of the uh, the vaccine on the body, what it does. And this is going to be kind of a comprehensive thing. We're going to, folks, we're going to watch a video that um, is going to explain a lot of things to you. What this virus does inside your body, not the virus, the uh, vaccine does inside your body, um, how it record, how it reacts and um, exactly what it does and why it kills people. So, um, Brian, how's, how's things going with, um, I don't know if you want to talk about it with, uh, with everything that's going on um, with you and, and the, you know, the um, work situation. It's up to you if you want. Otherwise, we'll move no, on. No, to I don't want to give an update. Um, I think people need to hear this stuff because, um, sorry, I messed with my settings here. Sorry, folks. Um, I'm off work with pay, which is good. Um, HR was supposed to get back to me within a couple of days, and that's been a week about if I'm going to return to work, I, if you don't know, folks, I had a reaction to a COVID test and um, the ethylene oxide that they put on the tips of the swabs to sterilize them got me sick. And if you want to know about that, just check out our last show. I think it was the last one we talked about it. It's And so, um, so I haven't heard anything. I'm just waiting. I've had some coworkers call me and encourage me. And um, a lot of politics. I work for the school districts. I, this is my third school district I've ever worked for. So um, I don't consider myself an expert. But I consider myself very knowledgeable about the politics. Oh, yeah. And um, if you ran a business the way they run these school districts, you'd be out of business in a year. Oh, yeah. That's um, true. Yeah, and these districts get a lot of money. I mean, I don't know the personal budget of our district, but I, I, I can imagine it's hundreds of millions of dollars to run our school district. We have 20 schools, 12, almost 12,000 students, 1,600 staff. So it uh, costs a lot of money. So it's a lot of politics, a lot of wasted management, you know, in there. And, um, I'm doing okay. I'm not going to take that test again. Um, I'm trying to find another test. Uh, this, there's a spit test out there we talked about, I think, last week, Dave. Um, uh-huh. But uh, there are, maybe our other COVID tests with swabs that are better. I don't know. I'm still searching. But um, I feel like I almost got the vaccine. That's how bad it was. Um, mm-hmm. I know the vaccine's much worse because we're going to talk about that. But if they can't get you with the shot, they'll get you with, I mean, they'll get you with the test, you know? Right. So be careful out there, folks. Um, you, most of us out there probably have already had COVID. You know, it's been almost two years, um, really. Uh, it was, it's actually in the fall of 2019 is when COVID really was released uh, in our country. So it's been about two years. So most of us probably have had it, and we probably have had the variant if there's such a thing. But uh, now they're they're trying to mandate flu shots here in Southern California. So mm-hmm. they're actually trying to mandate that. And on Tucker Carlson, just a half an hour ago, they had the L.A. County Sheriff on there, and they're him to make his deputies and his staff get the shot. 
and he refuses to do it because uh, I read today 44% of the deputies will quit if they get vaccinated, forced to be vaccinated. And LA County is the biggest county in our country. And there's, I think I read today, there's 18,000 staff and deputies in, that, in LA County, 18,000 run that department. Wow. So almost at, almost 9,000 people would quit. And, oh you, and if you think the crime rates, if you know anything about LA, you think the crime rates are bad now, <laughs> just wait. Cause you know, there's LA city and there's LA County, LA County's huge. There's 10 million people in this county, and uh, that's not there's there's Orange County, so there's it's, it's a lot of people down here, and and actually county sheriffs patrol our area. That's who patrols us, not the city. So right. um, uh, kudos to this sheriff. I think he's a Democrat, Dave. I think, really? and yeah, I think I think he is. And but like I said, the Democrats are now coming around. They're like this. This wacko stuff going on is just—it's crazy. It's—it's lunacy. It's so um, uh-huh. people are waking up, you know. And so I, I hope he doesn't give in. But um, yeah, so things are going okay. I'm home. I'm, I'd rather be at work. But I'm waiting to hear from my HR director um, what what to do. Am I going right. to lose my job? Are they going to let me test somewhere else? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried about it, but I'm like, okay, this might be God just moving us out, you know, because I know what's going to happen eventually. And I was talking with my wife today, or yesterday, that they're probably going to, in the next two months, mandate vaccines anyway. And uh-huh. then that would just be the nail in the coffin, as they say, for us, because I'm not doing a vaccine. Uh-huh. So we would for sure be moving then, you know. But I keep hearing two to three months for that, that that might be happening before the end of the year. Hmm. So, which is actually less than two months now. Today's November 1st. So, right. Yeah. So, um, a lot going on. It's just, um, it's a lot to think about. It gets overwhelming sometimes, you know, to think about all this stuff. And, but it, you know, it's, it's like I didn't put myself in this position. They put us in this position. Right. So um, it's right. like the Rambo, you know, I love that when he says they drew first blood, not me. You know, uh-huh. they, they, they they got the first shot in. And that's with the, this whole vaccine, Fauci and all. Remember, it flattened the curve for 15 days. Yeah. It's been like 550 days or 500 and something, uh-huh. you know. So, so, so much for flattening the curve. But they started all this. And it's obvious now what's going on. The blue states don't want to end it. They want the power. Um, if you want any relief, go to the red states. It's, it's more freedom. This is really, Dave, about freedom. It's about us having freedom to go to church. And and uh, um, I'm sorry to go off on all this, but it's just. No, no, it's good. Um, I just read an article tonight. It's on my phone. I can pull it up. Uh, what state was it? Uh, I just read it. I got that. Uh, anyway, the exemption, religious exemption for taking the vaccine, there's a state that's going to get rid of that exemption that you can't use the religious exemption to get out of taking the shot. I know Connecticut did that. Yeah. Maybe it's Connecticut then, yeah. So there's another state, though. So but it's just, you know what, though? Biden's approval rating is down to 42%. I think it's worse than that. Oh, yeah, I do too. Um, 
how he's handling the economy, 26% think he's doing a good job, or 24. The rest don't. So he's tanking in the polls. The, the he can't. He's got a majority in the House and the Senate, and he still can't pass that budget, that right. trillion dollar. He can't do it. Right. Because there's even Democrats, moderate Democrats that don't want to be, don't want to be part of it because they have to be re, re there's elections for them next year. Yeah. And if they vote for it, then they're, they're that's going to be used against them in ads. So, you know, Biden, he's done a lot of harm to the country, but it's, it's not as bad as it could be because of, of he's so radical that even moderate Democrats are saying, you've got to stop this. Right. So, and, and that's, that's kind of what's going on. It's, it, it, it might, it's probably going to get worse, but it, it's being slowed down, you know, so, which is good for us, you know, so. Sure. Sure. Um, anyway, I had something I was going to say. I can't remember, Dave. Um, well, yeah, I, yeah. It's, I think it's somewhere back East. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I I was doing a lot of research last night, and remember when um, Dr. Carrie Maday, Maday or whatever her name is um, uh, showed the slides, and on one of the slides was something that looked like a tentacled object? Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, it's always been one of my beliefs is that uh, one of the things that is going to be offered people to get the mark of the beast in, in the Revelation time is that they're going to be offered – basically immortality or maybe a much longer life than they have right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking up the word Hydra, H-Y-D-R-A. Now it has two meanings. One of them is a, is a, a mythical creature that the Greeks encountered. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it was weird. If you, you know, like if you cut off its head, another head grew right next to it. Um, but the principle of it is, is that the real Hydra, the animal, um, it's, it's almost microscopic. It's, it's rice size, basically, and it usually lives in fresh water. But if you cut a hydra in half, the top half will grow the bottom half, and the bottom half will grow the top half. It regenerates itself, <clears throat> a lot like a like a flatworm does. Yeah. And um, the hydra happens to have like five or six tentacles, just like that thing did in there. And I'm wondering <clears throat> if this whole thing, aside from being a killing field, um, is also a, a strange experiment with the human race to see if um, they can somehow make it so that people live longer. Uh, of course, they're using people as guinea pigs, which is illegal as all get out. Um, but at the same time, the people that survive, maybe, you're the, maybe they'll have the ability to heal um, differently. Maybe they'll, if they lose their, um, they'll lose a finger, maybe the finger will grow back. I don't know, you know. But maybe mm-hmm. that's the, the premise of, of putting this um, tentacle-looking thing in, in the vaccine. And by the way, it's, it tends to be only in the, um, I think it's in the Moderna vaccine. I don't know if it's in the Pfizer. Um, but um, so I'm just wondering if it's some kind of hideous science fiction sort of thing that um, that they're doing using uh, humanity for uh, as lab rats, basically. And it's, it's turning right. against a lot of people and killing a lot of people. But... Um, Anyway, uh, that was just an idea I wanted to throw out there. Maybe maybe it'll just uh, pique the interest of one of the listeners or more, and uh, they'll they'll look it up, and this will start a research of this, and um, and we'll see. But you know, um, I don't know if you check our Telegram today, Brian, but um, 
No, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you get this, but it's called um, Casting Out Deception. I think that's what it's called. I get two of them, one from South Africa and the other one's, um, I don't think this is it. I think it's the common denominator. And uh, there's an article in it. And um, I'll be darned if I can find it. Um, okay, here it is. Um, and I'm going to read it real quick, but it's okay. Because this is kind of like a news flash. <clears throat> and um, this is from an Ilana R- Rachel Daniel. And I think she's in Israel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it says, Dear friends, this is Dr. This is Oren Pasternak speaking to you, lawyer for the defense of our sovereignty. I ask you for three minutes of your time to take vital steps to oppose the extension of the Powers Act. I guess that's in Israel now. With all the all new limitations it extent, intends to impose, it is very important to share this post so that it reaches more and more people. Here is a summary of the new power law and what it, what it imposes. First, it establishes a dictatorship regime, regime and in its government, a near absolute powers <clears throat> to impose restrictions of all, on all walks of life by December 2022. The Knesset transfers its legislative power to the government and gives it almost full power to exercise parliamentary control. To date, they had declared a state of emergency for periods of two months. Uh, In the new law, we are told that each state of emergency will take place over a period of four months. Note that this law makes it possible to establish a mandatory corona test. I repeat, these are forced tests. We will no longer talk about the right uh, the right or the left, they will, no, they will no longer be more or less respect injunctions. Um, under the new the new law, this is all one big paragraph, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Under the new law, any refusal to perform the test will be considered criminal offense, which will trigger a fine. Now you have to understand that forced testing will, uh, will de facto result in forced vaccines. Why? Because we're going to tire people out by forcing them to get tested day after day after day and again and again until they crack at the end uh, and they end up getting the vac- vaccinated against their will. I'm going to highlight this so I can move down and not lose my place. Okay. Again, if anyone wants to get the vaccine, that's fine. We just want to avoid a coercive situation where a person is forced to do something against their will. The new law first reinforces the obligation of a green passport to enter different places. Until now, they had done it randomly. Here, for the first time, the book of the laws of Israel has been tainted. In addition, the law contains a clause that allows an administrative closure order to be issued to any place that has disobeyed and that would not, and and that would not require the presentation of a green passport if required to do so, plus a fine of new Israeli shekels, 10,000 for for failing to prevent someone without a green passport from entering a place where it is mandatory. The new law allows for a minor from the age of 14 to consent to use of the government's consent app or an an app that includes, or excuse me, an app that locates them without their parents' consent. I repeat, without the consent of the parents, it's illegal and it's very serious. The new law states that there will be containment hotels 
that will not necessarily be funded by the state. It is not enough for them to determine who will be forced to be in quarantine. They will also pass the funding on to the citizen. The new law allows the transfer of data um, indicating that who is vaccinated and who is not, who has been sick or who has been sick by the, excuse me, who has not been sick to the directors of schools and educational establishments while the transfer of medical data is completely illegal, I guess at this current time. Mm -hmm. Um, The law also intends to deny detainees the right to attend their hearing and to allow them to only a, a video presence. Uh, all rights and or, uh, all rights, all organizations that protect human rights um, explain during Knesset hearings that is not an appropriate measure because the defendant must be able to physically stand in front of the judge for the judge to see that he has observed his face and that he observes the movements. Uh, the accused must be able to speak to his lawyer this thing is totally unacceptable, the way they're planning it. We are only left nine days to oppose this new law after it uh, after it took four months to put in place. You understood? Or you understand, I guess. So I insist, click on the links I gave you on the top link uh, to write a post in Facebook. Share on the post. For those who do not have Facebook, please share the links and the post. And most important of all, enter the Department of Justice official site and express your opposition. Yes, uh, it serves a purpose. Yes, it's effective. Throughout this corona period, we have been successful in achieving change um, through the expression of our opposition and through citizen action. Don't say, what's the point? It's wrong. Don't listen to people telling you this. So anyway, it looks like the... uh, if this is true, it looks like the Israeli government is taking um, some drastic steps into um, to really clamping down on people, and uh, that's not a good thing. No. So uh, that's breaking news, folks, from Israel. And as as we've observed, Brian, right, what's happening in Israel tends to filter down to the other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long is it going to be before it comes to the U.S.? It's already in Australia. Yeah, so I think that I think that uh, for lack of better words, Australia is the Goyim test test project, while Israel is the um, the Jewish test project. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I just feel bad for for both countries, for Australia and Israel, that uh, these things are happening. But um, it it might be um, an omen, folks. It might be a um, mm-hmm. something that that's pointing to what's going to happen in in the future if we don't do something about it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, Brian, um, um, thank you for letting me read that. I, uh, I no, that's good. That's I haven't heard that yet, so that's good. Yeah, I just saw it about twenty minutes ago, so I was like, yeah. "Wow, I got to, I got to share this." But um, <clears throat> so, Brian, the name of our show tonight: "Strange Brew Will Kill What's Inside of You." I don't remember know if you remember the group Cream. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, they sang a song with that title. And as a matter of fact, Eric Clapton was in that. He played guitar in that. Wow. Eric Clapton has become a major um, opponent of uh, giving these injections. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got them, and it really messed him up. He has a a small neurological disorder, but after taking the vaccine, it just blossomed. And, you know, 
he he has to wear stockings on his hands. His hands start to burn and everything else. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's pretty nasty. So um, yeah, he's he's on our side. So well, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. for sure, for sure. But um, you know, we're gonna play a video, folks, with uh, this doctor that kind of explains everything, everything that happens in a human body when they take this vaccine. And but before we do that, Brian, is there anything that we want to bring to the to the tension of the folks, or do we want to wait till after the video? No, let's wait. We can wait after the video. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's, the del- no, there's, the, there's the delay. Like, I hear your voice. I, 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 I was thinking there's some stuff, but just, just wait. That's fine. Because I'll, I'll take too long. I'll just go on and on, and I don't want to take up the time. Okay. Um, yeah. Folks, just in case this doesn't work, because uh, it didn't last time, uh, but I think that might have been my error. Um, then uh, we will come back and we'll just talk about it. Um, but I think that it's probably going to work. So <clears throat> let me, I, I got the, the live show going over here, so I'll be able to tell if it works or not this time, rather than letting it go for quite a few minutes without it, <laughs> without knowing. So let's go ahead and put this on there. Okay, that works so far. Yeah, I see it. That's great. Okay, good, good. Let's... Uh, Let's take advantage of this and, and go for it here. Yeah. So, okay. And they realize the spikes don't just unlock cells, they also damage them. One way to think about it is that this virus is just coated in okay? kryptonite. It eventually leads to damage in the cell's power source called mitochondria. Dr. Kirsten Lake let a... Can you guys hear it? Yeah, I, I can hear it great. Okay, good. Phase one trial for the COVID-19 vaccine made by Pfizer and BioNTech. I mean, obviously, having no side effects is desirable, but I think with the the spike protein of the coronavirus, it really does elicit some side effects. In red here, the protein is the spike protein, 1,200 amino acids loaded as, as is correctly pointed out by so many presenters, it is a deadly protein. By itself, it is a deadly protein. It's a deadly protein. It's the first time in human medicine where we are injecting vaccines and we're asking the human body to make it potentially lethal protein. We heard from one of the labs originally that the messenger RNA and the spike protein generation occurred only at the injection site. It turns out that's been false. So now a spike protein has, has been found distributing in the body as well as the messenger RNA. So it distributes widely. The synthetic RNA products, Pfizer and Moderna, a recent paper from Harvard demonstrated in vaccinated individuals with the messenger RNA vaccines that there is a two-week duration of circulating spike protein. Remember, the spike protein is the spiky uh, um, structure on the ball of the virus. That's actually what causes damage to the human body. So this virus, uh, this vaccine causes the dangerous spike protein to be produced in an uncontrolled fashion in the human body. This is the first time ever we've ever uh, attempted this in a human uh, being. And we know the spike protein directly damages endothelial cells, it causes blood clotting, damages the brain, the lungs, the kidneys, the heart, it's directly responsible for the myocarditis uh, and the other complications that we see. It directly goes to the uh, placenta uh, and the uterus uh, in women who are pregnant or are childbearing. And then importantly, we believe it, it goes into breast milk and probably accounts for the baby who was killed um, after the baby breastfed from a woman two days after she was needlessly vaccinated. So we have a situation here where um, the messenger RNA vaccines 
are a brand new technology. They're now being used in patients never studied. So COVID recovered, suspected COVID recovered. Those with antibodies, pregnant women, women at childbearing potential, those were excluded from the reg registrational trials because the FDA and the sponsors knew that it was dangerous. It knew these patients had uh, no opportunity for benefit. And here, they, here it is unleashed uh, on the population. And boy, are we seeing the consequences. Indeed, if you inject the, the purified spike protein into the blood of research animals, they get all kinds of damage to the cardiovascular system. It can cross the blood-brain barrier and cause damage to the brain. Now, at first glance, that doesn't seem too concerning because we're injecting these vaccines into the shoulder muscle. The assumption, all up until now, has been that these vaccines behave like all of our traditional vaccines, that they don't go anywhere other than the injection site. So they stay in our shoulder. Some of the protein will go to the local draining lymph node in order to activate the immune system. However, th this is where the cutting edge science has come in, this, and this is where it gets scary. Um, through a request for uh, information from the Japanese regulatory agency, myself and several international collaborators have been able to get access to what's called a biodistribution study. It's the first time ever that uh, scientists have been privy to seeing where these messenger RNA vaccines go after vaccination. In other words, is it a safe assumption that it stays in the shoulder muscle? The short answer is absolutely not. It's uh, very disconcerting. The spike protein gets into the blood, circulates through the blood in individuals uh, over several days post-vaccination. It accumulates, once it gets in the blood, it accumulates in a number of tissues such as the spleen, the bone marrow, uh, the liver, the adrenal glands, uh, one that's of particular concern for me is uh, it accumulates at quite high concentrations in the ovaries. And, um, and then also a publication that was just accepted for uh, a, a scientific paper, just accepted for publication uh, that, that backs this up, looked at 13 uh, young healthcare workers that had received the Moderna vaccine, which is the other messenger RNA-based vaccine we have in Canada, and they, they confirmed this. They found the spike protein in circulation, so in the blood of 11 of those 13 healthcare workers that had received the vaccine. Uh, what this means is, so we have known for a long time that the spike protein is a pathogenic protein. It is a toxin. It can cause damage in our body if it gets into circulation. Now we have clear-cut evidence that the vaccines that make our bodies, or the muscles, or the cells in our, in our deltoid muscles, right, manufacture this protein, the vaccine itself plus the protein gets into blood circulation. When in circulation, the spike protein can bind to the receptors that are on our platelets and the cells that line our blood vessels. When that happens, it can do one of two things. It can either cause platelets to clump, and that can lead to clotting. That's exactly why we've been seeing clotting disorders associated with these vaccines. It can also lead to bleeding. And, of course, the heart's involved. It's part, a key part of the cardiovascular mm. system. That's why we're seeing heart problems. The protein, it can also cross the blood-brain barrier and cause neurological damage. That's why also in the fatal cases of blood clots, many times it's seen in the brain. And uh, also of concern is um, there's also evidence of a, of a study. This has not yet been accepted for publication yet, this one. They were trying to show that the antibodies from the vaccine get transferred through breast milk. And the idea was this may be a good thing because it prefer, would confer some passive protection to babies. However, what they found inadvertently was that the, the uh, vaccines, the messenger RNA vaccines, actually get transferred through the breast milk. It was delivering the vaccine vector itself uh, into infants that are breastfeeding. 
Also, with this now, we know the spike protein gets into circulation. Any proteins in the blood will get concentrated in breast milk. Looking into the adverse event database in the United States, we have found evidence of suckling infants experiencing bleeding disorders in the gastrointestinal tract. So, okay, let me pause you there because I've only got about 45 seconds left. I mean, the bottom sure, line, this sure. will scare a lot of people. I'll, I'll, I'll this will freak this a lot of people important, out. This, yeah. this message, yes. Yeah, so, so this has implications for blood donation. Right now, Canadian Blood, mm-hmm. Canadian blood Services is saying people that who have been vaccinated can donate. We don't want transfer of these uh, pathogenic spike proteins to fragile patients who are being tra- uh, transfused with that blood. This has implications for uh, infants that are suckling. And this... This has serious implications for people for whom SARS coronavirus 2 is not a high risk pathogen, and that includes all of our children. In short, the conclusion is we made a big mistake. We didn't realize it until now. We thought the spike protein was a great target antigen. We never knew the spike protein itself was a toxin and was a pathogenic protein. So, by vaccinating people, we yeah. are inadvertently inoculating them with a toxin. In some people, this gets into circulation. And when that happens in some people, it can cause damage, especially to the cardiovascular system. And I have many other, I don't have time, but many mm-hmm. other legitimate questions about the long-term safety, therefore, of this vaccine. Right. For example, with it accumulating in the ovaries, one of my questions is, will we be rendering young people infertile, some of them infertile? And if you look at the data for the last two to three decades, there's something called self-amplifying mRNAs, which is how they do that. They take the target, in this case the spike protein genetic information, and they take the earlier part of the genetic sequence that codes for what's called replicase or repeating enzyme. And those go together in the actual vaccines to get it to replicate more and more the spike protein. So you've got... We've we put the things, the the uh, genetic code together piece by piece. They know what the spike protein code is. That's how we know there's PRRA inserts in there that don't exist in any other coronavirus. That's how we know there's HIV glycoprotein 120 in it that's not in any other uh, in any other coronavirus. And that's how we know that the change of the structure in the molecular uh, spike protein produced a regional uh, a prion-like domain near the top of it where it attaches to the ACE receptor called the regional binding domain. On the very bottom, you see the outer uh, envelope of, of the virus, and then the tree-like structure is what the molecule that we call the spike protein, which really has two parts, an S1 and an S2, uh, is at. And if you see where it bends, when you look at this virus in real time, time, this virus actually bends at that joint. It bends and hunts and moves around to find the ACE receptor. Now, number one is identified as HIV pseudovirus glycoprotein 120, which Shi Zhang Li has admitted to inserting into this spike protein to increase the infectivity. Her documented papers are on that website. Not well, let's mine. let's, let's, let's just talk about write. that for a second. I want to stay. Let's, right. let's stay focused here because I remember very early on, and, and, and maybe they don't connect. There was uh, some Indian scientists that said of this spike protein, we have found an HIV insert. They like disappeared. That paper was shut down. That whole right. story was so incredibly whitewashed immediately. Is that, were they on to something? Were they correct? Is this what they were talking about? 
Yeah, I think this is probably the exact same thing because this, like, I mean, this is what Shi Zeng Li said she did. They modified it with the express purpose of making it more infective, and it does because that glycoprotein 120 is critical. The reason why that's critical is because it is related to the PRRA insert, and those two things together allow this virus to increase its ability to infect by somewhere between 4 to 20 times. Then the second part is what's called a PRRA insert, and every amino acid has a letter of the alphabet assigned to it. It's one of the shortcut codes that scientists have when they're talking about amino acids. So P is for proline, R is for arginine, and uh, A is for alanine. And so it's a PRRA insert. And the important thing here is that every one of those amino acids requires three nucleotide bases to make. Mutations occur one nucleotide at a time. So those four amino acids mean 12 nucleotides were inserted. They didn't mutate 12 at a time. Mutations don't happen like that. One makes a major change. This is 12 inserted in. And if you look at every other coronavirus on the planet, no other coronavirus has this. Rabies toxin does, and rabies toxin is also related to the PRA insert, just like glycoprotein 120. <laughs> well, the reality is that this is a molecule, and, and so, you know, it's like a box. If you if you put pressure on a box, it changes the shape of a box or a bag or, or a balloon. Well, this is a molecule, and if you put pressure on it, by doing something to it, it changes its shape. Well, there's been two pressure points. One is the HIV glycoprotein-120 insert. The other one is the PRRA4 amino acid insert, which is 12 nucleotides, as we talked about. Yep. And that has caused a conformational or shape change of this molecule. And it's occurred right at the top of it. We're uh, number three, and that's a prion-like domain. And what that means is that that area has the potential to cause prion diseases because prions are abnormally folded proteins. Okay. And I wish I could tell you that that was just a, a, a potential risk, but there's been two major animal models that have been done, not by the vaccine companies, mind you, but by other researchers, and they're published on the site. One is on what's called humanized mice, so mice that have been modified to have an ACE receptor so we can use them as a study model. And they were exposed to this virus with its spike protein. 95% of those mice died within two weeks. When the autopsies were done and the brains were looked at, the brains looked like sponges. They had these open spaces. And so in medicine and science, we call that spongiform encephalopathy because it's the brain. The brain looks like a sponge. What that produces is what is generally known as mad cow disease. Mm -hmm. So every one of these mice develop mad cow disease. They've done this in another animal model, rhesus macaques, which are a very close primate to us. So if you want to know what's going to happen to humans, this is a good way to do it. You expose these monkeys to the drug or the virus or whatever you're testing, and you look to see what the response is. And they sacrificed these animals at five to six weeks, and they did biopsies of their brain. And in their brain, they found inflammation, 
glial cells and other types of inflammatory cells, and they found something called Lewy bodies in the brains of these animals, where Lewy bodies is a prion disease that produces Alzheimer's. So we have two animal models, two very different but good animal models that have shown that when the animal's brains are exposed to this spike protein, which, by the way, we know is exquisitely designed to cross the blood-brain barrier, your final frontier protection of your brain, is easily crossed by these not only these spike proteins, but the lipid nanoparticles that are used for, for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine are very susceptible to being crossed by these lipid nanoparticles. So we've seen in two different animal models prion diseases that, or mad cow disease or Alzheimer's that we're yet on the beginning of this. For, for example, the animal model at two weeks for the mice represents one and a half years for humans. Okay. Okay. And so when we talk about a prion, this is something oh. that causes your cells to, to fold on each other or... Right. It causes proteins to abnormally fold. So if you have a normal normal appearing protein, it functions. But abnormally folded proteins can't work and they just curl up and they become dysfunctional and damaging and then they touch other proteins. And what a real prion disease does is when that abnormally folded protein comes into contact with normal proteins, it can cause them to abnormally fold and you get this slowly progressive disease like Alzheimer's and mad cow's disease. Really the spike protein could be considered the bioweapon separately apart from the coronavirus it's riding on. Is that is that clear that, that really we could look at the coronavirus exactly. as a floating delivery system for this for this weaponized uh, bioweapon? Is that a that's clear way to look at it? That's an excellent way of looking at it. Okay. Yes. And so now we've made vaccines where normally my and we've done a lot a lot of our investigation in vaccines you will find that we sort of i would say we go for the weaker part of the virus like if you think of like there's a tank with a nuclear weapon on top of it we try to just take out the tracks we like create antibodies the tracks let's knock out the wheels so that the virus cannot spread throughout your body and but if there's an accident we put the weakest part um, uh, to, you know, to develop antibodies around. What is so weird about this vaccine, I don't know if it, or if we couldn't call it a vaccine, but instead of going after the weakest part of it, we seem to have taken the nuclear missile sitting on top and said, let's inject that into everybody, the actual bioweapon. Is there, is there, a, am, am I missing something? Tell me about like no. how these vaccines are made. No, you've got it exactly right. In fact, one of the things that people need to know is that just because you can make antibodies doesn't mean that's a good thing. We we treat you for strep throat with antibiotics, partially to kill the bacteria, but partially because the antibodies to strep throat, streptococcus pneumoniae, will also attack your heart because it looks similar enough. And we don't want you developing rheumatic heart disease. Mm. So cardiologists like myself and internists and other doctors give you antibiotics so you don't develop antibodies. For the spike protein, we have seen a brand new phenomenon with this spike protein we've never seen before. There's something called antibody-dependent enhancement. And in the past, it's meant different things. But for this spike protein, it means something completely different. The spike protein, I think I told you there were two parts, S1 and S2, that come together. On part of the spike protein, there's something called the N-terminal domain. 
And we know from people that were hospitalized with COVID that many of those people who did not do well had antibodies to the spike protein. But part of those antibodies were to the N-terminal domain. Now, there was a paper, and it's on the site, published by researchers from Osaka, Japan, who showed that when antibodies were made to the N-terminal domain of this spike protein, it actually opened up like a flower, this spike protein, so it was even more infective. And one of the reasons why people did not do well in hospital was because they made antibodies to the N-terminal domain. Well, that N-terminal domain is still in this vaccine. This, so this, these vaccines are either the mRNA, the genetic code that you find yeah. in the virus, like Pfizer and Moderna, or double-stranded DNA put inside of another virus, the adenovirus, for the Janssen or Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And it carries billions of coded messages to make spike proteins. So people are being inundated with this spike protein. The people that did poorly up front with the infection were all the people that had comorbidities, all the people that I talked about in 94 and 95 and 99 and all that time when I presented those programs and published in the textbook, in cardiology textbook, all of those people do poorly because their body is already geared up. They have inflammation and blood clotting already going on. Right. So for them, you drop this little match on it, and that was enough to kill them because and, and, nobody was treating the inflammation and the blood clotting. Now we have people get, getting billions of this by these vaccines, and people that are healthy are doing what healthy people should do. They're going, wow, this is a massive antigen load, and I need to make antibodies to it and make T-cell responses. And they are, and they are having reactions. When people are getting these injections, they are literally injecting billions of these bioweapons into themselves. The same bioweapon that causes blood clotting goes into the brain, can have this prion disease. So they're not just fighting off a few hundred thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, even a million, their body is trying to deal with billions of spike proteins right. that have a prion sitting on the top of it. Absolutely. To require that our healthy college students get vaccinated or our 12 to 18-year-old kids get vaccinated or as Fauci says he wants to take it down to two years to get vaccinated for something that they should not be vaccinated for. When you understand this is a gain-of-function spike protein virus, you are injecting a bioweapon into the arms of our children and the people we love. Stop the nonsense. Stop the gain-of-function and every one of these people should be held accountable in international court in a Nuremberg trial for crimes against humanity. Because when you make these bioweapons, like you just read the definition, that is a violation of the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty that this country signed and ratified. And the next slide shows, I just made that comment about we now know that SARS-CoV-2, whether it be from the virus or from the vaccines, reverse transcribes or gets into our human DNA. So transcription is DNA to RNA, and reverse transcription is RNA to DNA. We now know, here's the studies down here, you know me well enough by now to know that I'm going to give you the resource and, and the papers to go read if you're so inclined, or for your doctor or researchers, that this virus whether it be the virus itself or the vaccines, inserts itself into all but three 
of our 23 sets of chromosomes. Chromosome 8, 15, and 20 still seem to be protected or not, not transcribed. But we now know that giving this to people will get it into our human DNA. So all those questions about does it or doesn't it, it does. <clears throat> You're an expert on inflammation, and, and as you're describing it, the inflammatory effects of the spike protein are not only limited to vascular damage, which could be blood clots, it could be heart attacks, or perhaps strokes and so on, but I believe from what you're saying, the inflammatory effects can also be neurological or autoimmune in nature. Would that be a correct uh, assessment? Yes, ab absolutely. There's some good studies that we have on the website, plumbingmethod.com, that actually shows animal research. So uh, humanized mice and rhesus macaque models are the two best ones that we have information on showing that these spike proteins, and it doesn't matter whether they come in from the virus or whether they're made by a vaccine, which is the genetic sequence of the bioweapon. So they just simply put that inside of a, a drug vaccine biologic and then injected that into people. And it's just mm. astonishing that they don't have any any remorse for doing this. This, this spike protein is well known to cross the blood-brain barrier. It causes the brain to look like a sponge or a spongiform encephalopathy, which is frequently called mad cow disease. It causes Alzheimer's disease with what's called Lewy body formation, these prions in the brain. It causes damage to the heart because it's inflammation and blood clotting is occurring all over the body. It's not going to be consistent that everybody's going to have the same bad outcome, and it's going to slowly but surely take place over time. And I remember raising the question back in March that there was no way in the world that these vaccines, these drug vaccines, logics that they were coming out with could have the immune response they were doing unless there was something else beside the genetic code for the spike protein. And it looks like there is. They're actually called self-amplifying mRNAs, which means it also carries the genetic code to make more and more and more of the spike protein. Well, guess which yeah. animal model has been used for the self-amplifying mRNA for SARS-CoV-2? Most animal models are dog, cat, mouse, rat. Guess what animal model they were using for this research? People. You tell me. Human. No, no. Human. Well, but what you just said now has me even more concerned because you just said the, the self, essentially self-replicating vaccine technology or self-assembling mRNA, which means that, see, we were, we were told by the establishment that the mRNA is injected into you at a certain mass, a certain uh, number of micrograms of mRNA, and that it then uh, churns out, you know, a certain number of spike protein particles, and then it's done, and that's it. Like, it's, it runs out. But from what you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that, that then these instructions can themselves self-replicate, which means this may be an ongoing uh, transformation of people's bodies into spike protein factories. Am I hearing you correctly? Right. So for a variety of reasons, that's right. First off, there's now two published papers that show that the genetic sequence of SARS-CoV-2, even if it's just for the spike protein, can can get into your DNA. That's called reverse transcription. And that's something that we've known about in science since HIV. HIV, which Dr. Fauci was very much in the scene at the time. I was in medical school when it came out. So I've always kind of looked at that and said, well, I can't find any good papers that Dr. Fauci has really published on HIV uh, since the early 80s when I was in medical college. Um, 
So we know it gets back into your DNA. We know it gets into all but three of the human chromosomes. Um, we know that it keeps replicating itself. We know that the injections don't stay at the site of injection, and we have known that since 2017. This is not brand new to the world. Moderna had a lipid nanoparticle influenza vaccine that they did studies on in the animals, and when they inject in the animals, that spread to the brain, the heart, the liver, the spleen, the bone marrow, all throughout the animal. So to pretend that they thought that this was going to stay right where it was, was just, it's, they're lying. Even, uh, of course, they're lying. You're absolutely right. Even uh, the EU, I think, has just put new warnings on uh, one of the COVID vaccines about kidney damage. Well, how Mm -hmm. how is the spike protein getting to the kidneys if it stays in the injection site? How is it damaging uh, the ovaries and causing, in some cases, spontaneous abortions or infertility if it's staying in the injection site? Clearly, as you're saying... This is circulating throughout the body, and if it crosses the blood-brain barrier, getting to what you just said in the last segment, and I'm going to translate this crudely into layman's terms, it sounds like over time the spike protein eats your brain. It eats your heart. It eats your vascular system. I know those aren't medical terms, but just crudely, that's what it sounds like is in store for these people, not only who have taken double shots now, but who are going to, to be talked into taking booster shots, a third booster, a fourth booster, a fifth, a never ending, uh, I guess, until you're dead. Maybe they'll try to inject you after you're dead because they can still bill Medicare for that. It's, it's insane. And so what they did was to take the genetic sequence that they had put together that made their bioweapon, and then they put that into a drug vaccine and inject it into people. Now, normally a person will get hundreds or thousands or maybe tens of thousands of a virus from if, if somebody coughs and spreads it to you. And you'll respond to that. And if you had these comorbidities, all these other diseases, then and you didn't get treated for the inflammation of blood clot, the critical thing, then people died. <clears throat> but when you take these vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna uh, mRNA lipid nanoparticles contain 13.1 billion of this. The AstraZeneca and Janssen, or Johnson and Johnson, have 50 billion. When you have healthy people, particularly our kids and our military, right? You know, healthy people, and you give them billions versus hundreds or thousands, you're going to get a bigger inflammation and blood clotting or inflammatory thrombotic response. And that's why we're seeing healthy people have all these consequences because they, they're healthy people and they're responding to a massive attack and their immune system is trying to function. It just, you know, they've never seen things like that. But I want to get back to something you said. You said the spike protein load that's in some of the vaccines, I believe you said the Johnson & Johnson or the Janssen in, the, in, the, in Europe, uh, injects people with about 50 billion Particles was was that correct? That's correct. That's and correct. what I mean, wh- that doesn't sound like a small amount to me. That that sounds like a massive load. What what are the physiological effects of being hit with that kind of a load of a an, a pro-inflammatory biological weapon? Now we're supposed to do animal research before we do people research. In humanized mice, so that was mice that we gave ACE2 receptors to, so we could work with them on this. After two weeks, 95% of the animals were dead. When we looked at those animals, we saw this under the microscope. This kind of looks like a sponge, right? This is what it's supposed to look like, all this. But this is what happens, and this looks like a sponge, and it's in the brain. So in medicine and science, we call that spongiform 
encephalopathy. Okay? And the general public calls this mad cow disease. <clears throat> we also know in rhesus macaque monkeys, because those are the closest thing to us to use as a model to see what will happen to us, that in five to six weeks, when the animals were sacrificed, this part of their brain was infected with a spike protein. And when we looked at their brains, we saw inflammatory cells and we saw Lewy bodies. That's Alzheimer's disease and other neurologic diseases. These animals didn't have this before they were exposed. This is the result of the spike protein crossing the blood-brain barrier, which is exquisitely good at, and getting to its target. <clears throat> There's a doctor, a, a PhD, by the name of Kevin W. McCarran in Japan, who's done more research. He is probably the world's expert on animal models, on primate models, and these diseases. And for a year, Dr. McCarran has been warning the world that this is going to have, that this spike protein crosses the blood-brain barrier and will have damaging neurologic effects like it did on the monkeys. He's done animal models showing what happens when you damage this part of the brain, and his animal models match exactly this type of damage with neurologic disease. <clears throat> there are scientists around the world trying to address this problem and bring home the information that you need. Okay, pretty interesting, huh, Brian? Wow. Wow. <laughs> You get an education. So spike protein's bad. Right. Spike proteins they're, are toxins. Hey, you, know, you know what really bothered me is when they were given oh. the shots, you saw several shots, several frames where they gave shots, you know, the uh, the protein. Yeah. We were always taught in nursing school, especially with needles that long, that you put, the, you put it in the arm and then you draw back a little bit because you want to make sure that you didn't hit a vein. Right, exactly. Okay. I didn't see one time where they drew back. It was just sticking in the arm and, you know, and if they hit a vein, even if it's a very, very small vein, it doesn't stay in the arm. It just goes directly into the bloodstream, right. you know. So that right there, you know, that's that's a violation of every code of ethics in nursing that I've ever been exposed to. Mm -hmm. And uh, my goodness, it's. You know, weren't you saying that uh, down there that they were just going to educate people about how to give shots and even if they weren't in the medical field? Um, yeah, where where I'm employed, I'm not, I'm not. I don't think I've given the name of the employer. I don't want to do that at this point. Right. Um, I was told by the person in charge of the COVID testing for the district that they were going to hire it out, but it was going to cost too much money. So they bought these kits from Abbott. And Abbott's a huge medical supply company, one of the largest in the world. Mm -hmm. And so they were trained, what I was told from this person, uh, by Abbott to give the tests. So oh, none of the people okay. giving tests, at least where I got my test, I was a nurse or, you know, an EMT or a paramedic. They were just employees trained uh, by the company, which in the old days, 
um, and the old days weren't that long ago, stuff like this would have to be done by a nurse or somebody right. in the medical field, right? Mm-hmm. Now uh, they're training just anybody to do it. You know, you can go out and buy these tests and do them yourself, but still, um, when you think about it, the old days, they would have somebody standing by with an EpiPen because there are people that have reactions to vaccines. Right. You know, there there are, and the EpiPen is the, the, the quickest way to save somebody's life on a reaction, you know, because the airway swells up, you know, they can't breathe, you know, they break out in hives, and it's horrible. They suffocate. So right. anybody who's allergic to bees or anything like that carries EpiPen knows exactly what I'm talking about. But when I got my test, none of that was there. They didn't have a nurse standing by. They didn't have an EpiPen standing by, nothing. But during the pan, this pandemic uh, last summer, uh, even earlier than last summer, remember, at least down here in L.A. County, they had these huge testing sites. They actually used, um, oh, what was it? Uh, the, new, the new baseball park down here in L.A. It holds like eighty to 100,000. They used right. the ballparks. Um, parking lot to have drive-in testing. You could drive and get tested. And that's when people were having, they were having reactions. And so that's when they learned that once you get your test, you just can't take off. You have to wait 5, 10, 15 minutes before you can leave. Right. And they were, they had nurses or people medically trained that weren't just employees of a school district um, with EpiPen standing by to give an EpiPen shot in case you had a reaction because you could die. Mm-hmm. So, so now the, all, all bets are off, and now they're just—I mean, you're, anybody can give a shot. Your neighbor—I mean, you just—you can go not a shot. Well, yeah, a shot or a test. I mean, so they're just everything about HIPAA has been thrown out the window. HIPAA is, right. means nothing. I mean, they think HIPAA is short for hippopotamus. I mean, that's what HIPAA means to these people. It's, it's a big, big yeah. animal that lives in the water that eats people. You know. So HIPAA means nothing, and all these things have been thrown out. And um, I wanted to read something real quick, Dave, on this. Sure. Um, let's see, my trusty phone. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, let's see. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, not in a minute. Let's see. One more. Um Okay, this is an article I found today on one of the websites that you follow, too. Um, um, They're thinking, what's in the vax? Transgenic hydra and parasite implants used as rapid human cloning weapon system. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I'm, I'm not a scientist, that's why we showed this tonight and explained it, but from what I've read, um, it changes your DNA, and if it doesn't kill you, it's going to dehumanize you. I never thought I would say that. I thought I'd have to wear a tinfoil hat to say this stuff, but I believe it. It's this, It changes your DNA, the spike proteins, to the point where it's making you less human. Now, if you're a believer in the Lord and Yeshua, once you're saved, you're a new creation in Christ. You don't have to worry about it. But people who don't know the Lord, um, 
here's what I think, and this is just me thinking here, Dave, just off the top of my head. Not only are these shots killing people or getting them sick and making them transhumans, but they're making them complacent. I believe these jabs are making people believe the lie. And right now the lie isn't the Antichrist sitting in the temple in Jerusalem. Right now the lie is the vaccines, anti-vaxxers are bad. That these people um, are getting these shots and it's, it's messing with theirs. It's messing with them. It's changing their thought patterns. It's changing their moods. It's changing, it's like, and, and there's scientific proof for this, and I'll go back to it. It's the, it's the Dorito syndrome. It's the a hot, spicy Dorito syndrome. And what is that? That's a guy that used to sit on the couch that we used to make fun of, smoking pot and eating brownies. And, you know, so he's on the couch doing his pot, kicking back, drinking beer, eating a bigger bag of Doritos with no ambition in life to do anything just sit there. And why? Because he's taking a chemical in the pot, THC, that makes him want to do nothing. It literally, pot, as you know, Dave, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with everybody after who follows us because we have a very, very informed uh, uh, audience. Pot makes you lazy. It, make, it takes your ambitions away. It makes you where you don't want to do anything. And you're just, you lose all ability to go out and do anything right it's it's in and also pot is a gateway drug to many other drugs as everybody knows this mm-hmm. going back to the covid shots and the, uh, and the vaccines i believe in what i've read and i can't put it into scientific terms but it dumbs people down mm-hmm. it makes them complacent they're putting things in these people not just to kill them or make them sick so they can make money off of them, my opinion this is all my opinion but also to dumb them down where they're not going to be pushing back. And they're not going to push back against the vaccines because um, it's changed them. I wish I could use the terminology that this guy used, but it biologically changes you. And there's many things that can do that. Pot can do that. Heroin can do that. Alcohol can do that. It changes your DNA. Uh, that's like with, like with alcohol. It's harder to come up, and I'm speaking to people out there who have this disease, and maybe people who have it, but live with the person. It changes, it goes, alcohol does something that um, heroin won't do. Heroin doesn't go into every cell of the body. It goes into your body, and it messes with you, obviously. Alcohol goes into every cell. That's why when you detox from alcohol, you can die because every cell in your body is literally saturated with alcohol. So when you detox off of alcohol, all that's coming out of every cell. You can go into cardiac arrest. You know, you, you can stroke out. You can, all this stuff can happen. That's why they have all these centers where you, they put you on drugs and IVs to bring you off. So why am I saying all that? Because this is out in this. Spike protein is alcohol on steroids times 100. Not only does it go into every cell in your body, but it, cha- it changes. When you're drinking, the alcohol goes into your cell, but when it comes back out, your cells repair themselves, and you can go back to normal. Most, Not everybody, but a lot of people. 
But the spike protein, when it goes into your cell, it's changing that cell. And another thing, it never leaves that cell. It's home there. And I, I like when, well, I didn't like it, but when the guy was talking about the rats and the monkeys or the mice and how their brains were mush and Alzheimer's and all this, and it killed, was it 95% of the mice that was injected died. I'm going, wow. <laughs> That's, that makes you, the bubonic plague look like a, a, a seasonal cold, you know? So, right. um, so with this jab, and you're thinking, oh, I want to protect my children. I'd say anything. Here's what I'd say to anybody out there that has kids or anybody, just anybody. Before you believe somebody that they say it's safe to put something in your body, go on your phone and check it out. And don't go to the websites that the company owns. Find websites that are impartial and look it up for yourself. If you go out and buy a car, and everybody has bought cars. Everybody's an adult in America. You re, most people research a car. They want a Chevy. They want a Dodge. They want, you know, a, you know, a foreign car, whatever. You'll research that car, the price of that car, the gas mileage, the performance, how much upkeep was it going to cost to repair it when it breaks down. But and and we go to the car lot. We like. Somebody's trying to sell us a car. We're really not really sold on it, but they're trying to pressure us because they want to make the sale. And we say, no, no, that's not what I want. That's not the one. I'm going to go somewhere else. So you go somewhere else. But yet we have some fake news anchor person on television telling us that these shots are safe and we go get them and we don't research it. Our doctor tells us, yeah, they're safe. Well, you're talking to the very person that's probably getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies. Folks, I don't know if you know this or not. Dave, I know you know this. But a lot of the doctors, pharmaceutical companies, have reps that go into doctor's offices and hospitals and sell them the latest drugs, the latest techniques, the latest surgery, whatever it is. So they, hey, try this. And they give them free samples and they try it to get them to come back to buy more. And the doctor or the hospital is going to get a percentage of that money. So uh, your doctor's not going to tell you that. But um, if you're willing, if you're going to spend all this time to research a car and spend all this money to buy a car and what kind of gas, all this, spend that same time on something that that's going to be put in your body that normally was okay. A car is made in a, a month or two in a factory. They can make cars like extremely fast. But with vaccines in the old days, in 2019, it would take 10 years to approve a vaccine. The chickenpox vaccine took decades to get and get it approved, right? It took decades. Uh But when a vaccine's made in six months and heavy materials, and they're giving it to you on emergency authorization. And come on, people, unless you drink in the Kool-Aid, get on your phone and check out what's going on. Because as we saw tonight on this video and what we're talking about, these these shots are killers. I mean, you might as well go get a cyanide tablet and put it in your coffee because that's basically what you're doing with these shots. Yep. 
But Go you ahead, remember, David. you remember um, when he said uh, the mice died in two weeks? Yes. Well, I think it was two weeks, and he said in, in human years that's a year and a half. And right. in human time, so it'll be interesting to see because when did they start injecting people? Probably around uh, December of 2020, right? Yeah, November, December, I think. Yeah. Okay. Like that. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see what happens um, right around June of 2022. You know, eighteen months, April, May, mm-hmm. June. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, it's um, – I was remembering, um, you know, we were talking about them turning into transhumans and thus not really human. But they started out that way, you know. And um, <clears throat> we have to take that into account. But also, um, in Mark 16, it says that uh, Yeshua was talking to the disciples, and he said to go out into all world and preach the gospel to every creature – Okay, I always wondered what that meant, because I'm sure he doesn't want us telling dogs and cats the gospel because they can't be saved. You know, they Mm -hmm. basically they're kind of innocent. Um, Right. But but people that were human and took the vaccine and were now it also could be talking about Nephilim. You Mm know, Um, there's and there's a big debate out there whether Nephilim can be saved or not. and that's another story for another day, another show. But um, if a person has taken a vaccine and they have changed their DNA structure to where they're not totally uh, what God made them to be, you know, uh, 100% human, um, then that scripture is talking about going out and preaching to everyone, whether they be totally human and didn't take the vaccine or uh, transhuman and did take the vac because they took the vaccine. Um and so <clears throat> basically it's it's kind of a, a thing of mercy and grace that <clears throat> that God has made or Yahweh's made it to where people that have taken a vaccine, although they're not totally human mm-hmm. anymore, if that's true, um, they can be saved because you know, we know that Jesus came as a kinsman redeemer. You know, he came to um, to save people. He came as a human to save humans, you know, and taking the vaccine and changing your DNA structure is basically um, whether either whether willingly or uh, through ignorance is, is um, you know, is, is changing your DNA. And, and um, if it's willing and it could be kind of looked at as a, um, hey, we'll take a hike, Lord. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Not, I'm not saying that people, everybody's done that, but I'm sure it's come across some people's minds. So, you know, we t- we often talk about well we talk about tonight about um, transhumanism and stuff like that and I think that would kind of freak people out but just knowing that in Mark he said to preach to every creature and he says in the next verse that those who believe will be saved and he says and those who don't believe will will be condemned so and it's just mm-hmm. like it's just like the fellow human people the transhuman people can be saved. Um, now, now, you know, the, if you're born as a Nephilim, there's nothing you can do about that. It wasn't your choice, you know. So maybe there's a provision in there for Nephilim, too. I don't know. Um, I'd like to think so, because God is a God of mercy. Mm-hmm. And if you're, born, if you're born to be something that you didn't have any choice in, and if you're going to 
come from the homosexual angle and try to say that, you know, you guys can be saved. Um, you can, but you have to repent. But, um, you know, you're, mm-hmm. uh, you're, uh, you're willfully sinning, even though you don't know it. Uh, you're willfully ignorant, I guess is a good way to put it. But, um, but uh, anyway, it's, it's awful interesting that, that Yahweh made that, that provision in the gospel to, to save everybody. And, uh, you know, we're not supposed to turn into St. Francis of Assisi who ministered to animals, you know, I mean, that was a nice thing of him to do and everything, but I think he went a little overboard. Um, uh, people are the ones that are, you know, that God wants, um, <clears throat> us to minister to. But, um, anyway, uh, I took a bunch of notes the other day because I didn't think that we were going to be able to show the video and I'm really glad we could. Yeah, that's great. He talked about the blood-brain barrier. Um, the blood-brain barrier is a very interesting and, and wonderful thing that, that Yahweh's created in mankind and in other animals too, uh, higher animals, in that there's a barrier there that lets very few things go through, very few things. But if uh, if a virus enters a body and it is allowed to change the DNA of a cell, so that the, the cell actually, or the body actually thinks that the virus is uh, a part of the body. It's part of, it's one of the cells of the body. Not quite all the way, but for the most part to where it fools a lot of the, the white cells until, until yeah. the white cells get smart enough to realize that, you know, hey, this is an invader. But um, if it's, if a virus is smart enough to do that and it can cross into the blood, uh, across that barrier, I always think of Star Trek when they had the, the edge of the universe one where, uh, they had to go through the end of the edge of the universe and they almost didn't make it because there was some kind of barrier in there. I mm-hmm. ionic radiation and everything else. And yeah, I equate a lot of things to star Trek. I just grew up with star Trek. So it's easy mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Same so, here. You know, yeah so um, anyway, so we had that barrier and God put it there for a reason. And, um, and because of that, a lot of things can't pass in there, but um it's interesting because one of the prion diseases is called um, um, Kulu, I believe it's called. It's um, I thought it was Hutu, but that's that's a tribe in Africa. Uh, Kulu is um, is a very um, if it's if it's popular anywhere, not popular but prevalent anywhere. That's a good word. It's down in the uh, in uh, New Guinea. Uh, and it's a disease that they acquired when they were eating because they were cannibals for a long time. And some places they still are. But they would eat the, the women and the children would eat the brains of the um, of the people that they, you know, they killed and sacrificed and captured. I got that backward captured, sacrificed and killed. Um, and uh, and those some of those people had. Um, Kuru. Oh, I hope I'm getting it right. Kulu, Kuru. And um, and they became infected, too. And it's a prion disease, much as rabies is. And there's no cure for Kuru and there's no cure for rabies. There's yeah, you can get the shots and it kind of takes care of it. But, um, you know, there's there's no natural clearance, put it that way. Um, and definitely not for for Kuru. But um, and Alzheimer's, there's there's no cure for any way that we know of anyway. Who knows what they've developed and they're hiding. But um uh, it's interesting too that he was talking. Oh, well, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, this thing, because it involves the blood, every organ that you have is fed by blood. 
your liver, your kidneys, your, um, uh, you name it, your spleen, your pancreas, you know, all of those things are fed by blood. The blood goes in clean, it cleans out the tissues, comes out dirty and goes to the, the kidneys or the liver and the lungs and, and it's expelled. Um, but with this thing going in, this uh, these these um, stems, um, oh, what are they? No, not stem. Uh, help me, Brian. I'm trying. Uh, the, the spike oh, proteins? The proteins? Spike proteins, yes. Right. Thank mm-hmm. you. The spike proteins go into the into these different um, areas of the body, and they cause clots. Now you you need your liver. You only have one. I mean, if it, you lose half of it, you can it'll regenerate and grow itself. It's the only organ in the body that does that. Um, but if you lose your pancreas, if you lose your your spleen, uh, you can lose a spleen, but it's you know you got to be really careful afterwards because you you'll be susceptible to every disease that's out there. Um, you need your kidneys. And again, you can live with one kidney and the other one can be taken, but uh, it's not easy. But um, so if it's going into the, the the organs and destroying the organs, that's bad. Um, if it's that means it's going to every part of your body and basically destroying it because it's creating blood clots that are cutting off blood that feed the organ. OK, and this is a really bad thing, you know, so um the blood clot factor in this is, is very important. And that's what also what's been killing the lungs too. Um, mm-hmm. The blood's been clotting in the lungs, but what he didn't show, and I've seen in another video is uh, this doctor actually took um, human blood from one of his colleagues and put it on a slide. And then he, uh, he took uh, some of the, from the vial of the, uh, the vaccine and put it in the, um, uh, the blood that was on the slide and the blood actually changed color. The cells did because um, cells turn red because they they're exposed to oxygen and that's what they do. But the, uh, the, the hemoglobin on the cells actually um, turned pink and then, then turned brown, which means that the hemoglobin was killed on the cells, which means that the blood doesn't get through <clears throat> different mm-hmm. organs and, and nourish those organs, nor does it take the carbon dioxide out of the cells and or the waste products and bring them to the kidneys and the liver. Um, so you you basically become your own toxic uh, demise. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, you know, I don't want to give credit to whoever developed this, but they did a good job trying to develop something that can really take a person out in many different ways. You know, if it doesn't take your lungs out, it takes one of your organs out. If it doesn't take that out, it forms clots up by the brain, gives you strokes. Uh, if it doesn't take that out, it goes to your, your heart and uh, causes embolisms in the heart, causing you to have a heart attack and maybe dying, you know, killing over dead from that. So it's it's quite an effective weapon. It really is. And um, uh, so, I don't know, Brian, do you got anything else to add? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Um Let's see here. Um, well, before I read these, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about, man, things are going through my mind when you're talking. Um, you're speaking, that is. Um, the blood for the human body, obviously, is it's our life source. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the blood was used for the forgiveness of sins during the early times in Israel's history before Yeshua. 
and God would require blood from an animal, a, a pure animal without defect, sacrificed to pay for the sins of the people. And um, and so blood not only is a major thing for us to have to live, obviously, yeah. But in God's eyes, blood is a, he sees it as a source of life mm-hmm. and not just physical life, but spiritual life. That's why I'm thinking about this as you're speaking, because we're talking about human bodies, obviously, and what it does to us physically. But when Jesus' physical blood literally hit the ground and came off the cross onto the wood of the beams, off of him, and he finally gave up his last breath. That blood literally changed the world forever. And when you get saved, because we talk about a lot of us who watch, the, a lot of you guys out there are believers, and I'm so grateful for you um, that you are, and you watch us and and uh, give us time. Um, I'm honored that you do that. Um, that when we get saved, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, and people know this, we're a new creation. And I, I, I think I used to, I've said that verse and that passage all my Christian life, like many people have. But the more I think about it, it's more than we're just renewed spiritually. We're renewed physically. Now, it doesn't mean if you've got a disease, it goes away when you get saved. It could. But your DNA has been changed to the point where, and a lot of people get hung up on this, but it's true. You're not, when you become a Christian, you're not a sinner anymore. I used, people used to tell me that. I go, what? You're not a sinner. You're a person that sins, but you're not a sinner. The difference is a sinner has no power over their own sinful nature because they haven't asked Jesus in their heart. A believer is a saint, and the word saint is set apart, means in the Greek, set apart, holy one, set apart one. And so we're holy and set apart by God the Father, and now when we get saved, yeah, we sin. Everybody who's watching me has sinned today, everybody, me, Dave, everybody. But the difference is God doesn't see you as that sinner. He sees you as holy and righteous and already with him in the heavenlies. That's in the scripture. So if that's true, we're already saints, then our DNA has been changed. Right. Um, can I see that with a microscope? No, I'm not a scientist, but I know it's true because I know what the scripture says. And we're not just new because we're a new creature because we're spiritually saved because we are. But when the Holy Spirit lives in a human being, that body is going to feel the effects of that. Right. It's going to change you. When God comes into your physical body, and how do I know that? Because when demons come into a physical body, and that's all over the Bible, uh, the, de- the, the demonic man in, uh, in oh, where was it at? They ran out and went to attack Jesus. Oh, the Gadarenes. Was, mm-hmm. yeah. was that, Dave? Uh, the Gadara? Yeah. Legion? You know, and that, that man had many demons. He had legions of demons, Jesus even said. And he got cast out into a bunch of pigs, and they went into the water and drowned. So... But in the opposite truth, God and that man reacted to what was in him. I'm mm-hmm. saying this because we're living in times where there's a lot of fear 
about what's going on in our country, with our own personal lives at home, our jobs, mine, and others, and the shots and the vaccines and relatives who are taking them and who aren't. But the main, not the main, but one of the weapons that an army uses against another army is fear. In the Old Testament, God would cause the, the armies, the enemies of Israel to be overtaken by fear and they would kill each, they'd kill themselves because they were right. in fear. So what I'm saying here is I'm going about the wrong way, probably a long way. Don't uh-huh. be afraid out there if you've gotten the shot. If you're a born again believer, don't live in fear of that. Uh, take, there's some stuff online I found that you can take to help your immune system to be, don't take any more shots. Don't take the boosters. Right. You're, 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 you're a born again child of the Lord and don't let fear like, oh crud, I took the shot. Now I'm starting to have side effects. What did I do? Well, don't, don't fret over it. You can't. It's not going to change it. Um, but you're I'll a new right creature. Back, right? What's that? I'll be right back. Okay. You're a new creature in the Lord. So don't fret over it. You're a new creature. He's changed your DNA. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Um, the other thing is with the, with what they're doing with the vaccines and, or with the shots and even with the testing, uh, the New World Order for about 100 years now, it's been around longer than that, but about 100 years ago, they had a master plan, and the plan was to get the population of the Earth down to about a, a half a billion, four or 500 million-ish, and where only the elites and the ones that they chose are to be, you know, saved. And they've actually made movies of this. Uh, Twenty twelve, Was it 2012, the earthquake movie? You know, they built those ships to go out in the ocean and because the American, the North American continent was swamped by a wave and they're going to repopulate and go some to another, you know, south, uh, down by the South Pole somewhere to repopulate the earth. So it's been out there for a long time. And so folks, it's just, this is what they're doing with this. It's not just about Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, it's not red state, it's blue state. It's they are trying to depopulate the earth. And yeah. so that's what this is all about. It's about depopulating it and bringing it down to a certain number. They want to build it back up, but make it the, was it Biden say, build back better? You know, they want to build it back under their own constitution of uh, of being a, of just a dictatorship, a few people on top ruling everybody, and it's it's actually mentioned in the scriptures about what they're doing with the environment. It says they'd rather worship the creation than the Creator, mm-hmm. but they 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 forget to see that a, a a day with the Lord is about a thousand years, and a thousand years is but a day. But right. and they think He's slow about His promises, but they look they forget this very thing. That in the time of Noah, a flood came and took everyone away when they least expected it. So I'm preparing, I'm paraphrasing here, Dave, is that um, every day I watch the news, I get I get angry watching the news, the local fake news, because that's all we have here, mostly except for Fox, and how the lies and the deception and and the things that there's just they're filling everybody with fear. 
And mm-hmm. I think about what the Lord said when he was here in the Gospels, fear not, be not afraid. I'm with you. Do not be afraid right. all the time. Because if you're in fear and it's easy to be in fear, you start making rash decisions and wrong decisions and it affects you personally, it affects your marriages, your kids. And, and I've been there and it's, it's, it's easy to be afraid. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm saying is he doesn't want us to be. And this vaccine that changes DNA is, I believe, demonic right. behind it. Because um, uh, it's just the dark, the forces of darkness, I believe, put it in the thoughts of men, men, mankind, men and women, to make these vaccines, to give them the science to make it to do evil things. And basically what it comes down to is demons and the devil himself wants one thing and one thing only from mankind. And that's death. Ever since creation, Satan has been trying to take mankind down. He doesn't care if you're a Christian or non-Christian. He wants you dead for the very reason is that God made you in his image, period, Mm -hmm. period. God made something like a jealous brother, jealous over a brother who made something better than him. Uh, uh, I mean, it's in the scriptures, you know? So this fight isn't just with our families or our friends or our government. It's with the demonic realm. And I would say to anybody out there, which we don't talk about a lot, at least I don't, and not enough, do spiritual warfare over your family. Pray over what's going on in your house. Pray for our country. Pray that... Um, the tomorrow in Virginia that the governor, the Republican will win. Uh, pray, pray, you know, and we don't, sometimes you think it doesn't work. It does because you don't see the instant results, but it does work. It does work. And, and it's all over the scriptures and uh, Daniel prayed and it took a, an angel three weeks to bring him his, God's answer. Cause he had to fight a demon over Persia, but he brought the answer. So this is a spiritual warfare, guys. It's not just a physical war. And this, uh, I'm going to get back to the vaccine going up uh, real quick. Sure. Here, back to the vaccine. Um, this is what the vaccine's doing. Burials are up 15%. Cremations are up 10%. In 2021, compared to 2020, when there were no COVID vaccines. And then... Um, doctors and scientists, this is an article after doctors and scientists on CHD TV, hundreds of thousands of COVID vaccine injuries reports backlog in VARS analysis says. So in VARS is the reporting industry for all the vaccine injuries, but there's hundreds of thousands that haven't been reported because they don't have enough personnel to report them. And they have to physically download them by hand manually. So there's hundreds of thousands that have not been reported. Um, so I don't know where the death rate is on the vaccines. The last I heard was around 15,000. I don't know if that's still true, but VARS is only reporting 1%. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what the number is, the math, it's over a million that actually have died from the vaccine. Right. And then... Um, one more thing here. A uh, couple things. 
this is from last week. I don't know if I read this, but um, last week when I got tested or two weeks ago when I got sick from the a COVID test, and, they, and I had my employer look at me like I was crazy and I was making it up. But union, this is from Europe. It's an article in Europe. And I, if I read this, I'm going to probably repeat myself, but a union representative, a human union, excuse me, representing the rights of public sector workers has called for the suspension of rapid tests for the coronavirus. After media reports showed a swab contained multiple times of missile trace level of ethylene oxide, a toxic substance. So this is in Europe. Europe, they're pulling the swab tests off the shelves and they're pulling right. them out of workplaces. So um just want to just remind everybody that um, you, you, know, you think, oh, you're not getting the vaccine, so you're going to get tested. You're safe. Um, not so much anymore. Uh, you got to find safe. Imagine there's safe COVID tests out there and the spit test is coming out, but you got to be careful. And um, I, I wish we didn't have to talk about this all the time, this what's going on, but this is what's going on in the world, guys, this, this COVID. And it's gone from a, a virus to, it went from flatten the curve to reopening our, our economy, to shutting the economy down, to, um, you know, stopping the spread. Now it's all about vaccines. And, and Dave, you know this, and the audience know this, our, the COVID rate around the country is dropping everywhere. Sure. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the, it's almost completely flatlined in a lot of the states. And like in California here, we have one of the lowest COVID infection rates in America. But they're pushing the vaccine like crazy starting next week. Uh, no, actually this week. What's today? First Thursday or Friday. I can't go to a restaurant here unless I'm vaccinated. So that huh. yeah, starts the fourth. These the first till Thursday. I guess it's Thursday. Right. So yeah, I won't be able to go to a restaurant. I can eat outdoors, but I can't go inside supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but. The way this vaccine is designed, like Dave said, they're pretty smart how they figured out how to do it. And um, they've actually been doing this for about 50 years because um, if you look at a lot of the the drugs that everybody out there is taking right now, blood pressure meds, cholesterol meds, the flu shot, the shingle shot, um, you, you name it. Look at the side effects on those meds. Right. And um, – I mean, I have, I, I was taking, a, I have high cholesterol and my doctor tried seven or eight different medications with me on cholesterol. I had a reaction to everyone. I'm not saying you don't take your cholesterol meds, folks. You got to do that, but just be careful what you're putting in your body. Read right. up what's in your body. Sometimes the very med you're taking to lower your blood, blood pressure or cholesterol, it does it, but then something else pops up in your body that you have to take another med for. And you don't realize the very med you're taking for the cholesterol or blood pressure is causing that other thing that's happening to you. But the doctor says, oh, it's just you're getting older, your body changes. So now you're taking X, Y, and Z for another ailment. And you're like, I never had that ailment before. Where did it come from? So be careful what you're putting in your body. Very true. Very true. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, there's, there's countless um, accounts of one drug uh, requiring another drug to counteract its effects. Um, one, for instance, uh, that I can think of right off the bat is a drug that's a diuretic. 
Except the problem is that because it's a diuretic and it works in this cult, uh, part of the kidney called the group of um, Henel, the loop of Henel, I'm sorry, right. H-E-N-L-E, uh, yeah. that that is the part of the body or the, the kidney that uh, gets rid of potassium, excess potassium. Well, when you're taking the, the diuretic, it doesn't know about the excess potassium, so it gets rid of potassium anyway. And then you got to take a potassium pill to um, to make up for that. Right. Okay, and that's, that's just one instance. And then other drugs cause you to have diarrhea or constipation. Then you got to take something for the diarrhea or constipation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's just <laughs> bad news sometimes. It's it's, you know? it's all about money. They just want money. They want yeah. to either dead or on their system. Mm-hmm. In their they system. don't want. They don't want to treat the disease to cure the disease. They want to cure. They want to treat the symptoms so that right. you're always sick. You're perpetually sick. Yeah. And um, and and in that they they keep you um, you know buying medications for probably the rest of your life depending on yeah. what you have. You yeah. Know? And um, and then you know you of course you get used to it. You your body becomes used to the drugs if you try to get off of it. Good luck. But um, so it's it's kind of a form of slavery, I think, don't you, Brian? Yeah, it's, yeah, forced slavery on you. It's like a yeah, almost like a drug dealer on the street. They get you hooked, and then they they got, you got to keep coming back. Yeah, involuntary servitude is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. real quick um, on um, what I was talking about about the the COVID, mm-hmm. um, I ran across this article. Okay, you know how when COVID came out, it was supposed to kill millions of people and. Right. You remember it was flat in the curve, it was scared. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID, and I'm not saying people out there who got hit and died, I'm not discounting what's happened to you, the, your relatives, but it's not such a disease that it can't be cured or, or, um, put into remission by the simplest medications. And one of them is, well, one, it came out a few weeks ago that aspirin helps Fend off COVID, one aspirin a day. Right. But this one has, um, and this is from, um, where's this article from? By Tyler Durden, um, October 28th. An inexpensive antidepressant drug has been found to reduce the risk of hospitalizations in high risk adults recently diagnosed with COVID 19 by over 30%. Right. So an antidepressant. Uh-huh. So, and that's when, remember when uh, COVID first hit and Trump was, um, what was it, the um, the anti-malaria drug, what's it called? Oh, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, he, he said, and he was really pushed out and the media was just going crazy. And you know why? Because the fake news does not like truth because it exposes them. Right. So that, that med was helping people by the millions not to to get sick, to bring them, you know, if they got COVID, it would cure them faster or keep them from getting COVID. And now right. antidepressants and aspirin. Right. So I guess what I'm trying to say is the the flu is worse than COVID. Right, it is. The, the, the flu is worse than COVID. I, and so um, they're pushing something they know is a lie. They're pushing something they know is fake. They're pushing it because they want America is in the way, Dave, I believe, of the one world order. It's right. in the way of globalists 
and the, and if you out there are like save the earth, all that's good. You know, save our forests, awesome. Manage our forests, you know, save the animals that are, you know, being uh, poached that shouldn't be. I'm all for that. Right. But, and there's good people out there fighting that. And I think that's good. I do really do. Um, but the problem is the people that are higher up in the governments and the counties and the seas and, and the federal government who are using the environment as a tool to build a base to push their agenda do not care about the environment, folks. Right. Just, just an alert. Politicians don't care about the environment. Mm-hmm. And they are using the environment as a weapon and tool to dismantle the United States of America. Right. And I think as COVID wanes, I mentioned last week, it's going to turn toward the environment. They're going to start mandating us to drive electric cars, not gas. That's happening already in California. I don't think it's very long, maybe 10 or 15 years, there'll hardly be a a gasoline car engine on the road. And if you are driving one, they're going to fine you and charge you a lot of money to do that. There's going to be some kind of tax to use your own gas-driven car. Mm-hmm. Um, all this has nothing to do with the environment. It has to do with making you comply. So if you're an anti-vaxxer like Dave and I am right now, and a lot of you are, stay that way because it will kill you. Right. But there's going to come a time where you're going to be anti-electric car, anti-hybrid car. I'm not saying they're bad cars, but we should have a choice to drive what we want to drive when we want to drive it. This right. is all about choice. This is all about freedom. This is all about control and power. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't push back now on on these mandates and these vaccines and all this, I mean, really push back, like push back, push back and get our country back. It's just a matter of time that we won't, they'll be able, they'll tell us where to live. We'll have right. a, like in China, Dave, they have a social credit score, like mm-hmm. a, like, a, like an Experian or TransUnion's credit score, you have a social credit score. And if your score, the, the government uses the score in China to determine where you live in the country. Right. So they tell you if your score is too low and you're living in a nice neighborhood, well, now they don't, you don't own your home anymore. They take your home and they make you leave that home and they put you in an apartment in some bad part of some town somewhere. Yeah. Because you're... And I'm not making this up. You can look it up. This is what's going on in China. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats and liberals in our country are using China as a model what they want to make America into. Right. I mean, that's what they want America. You want to see what America looks like in 30 years? Look at China or in actually mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah. So but we can push back. And this vaccine that's killing us that we talked about tonight is all part of it. Mm-hmm. This was all planned by China. I believe the Democrat Party and Republicans knew years ago that this was going to happen and they planned it to happen and they brought it out at the time that they did. Why didn't they bring it out in 2019 or 18? Because they needed at least two to three years of this to change America. Mm -hmm. They needed a certain amount of time. So they thought we'll bring it out in the spring of 2020 and we'll use it to take Trump down, which they did. And then we'll use another two to three years because there'll be some pushback to bring in all the laws that we want. And then it'll, then everybody will either be vaccinated or the ones that won't be will be in jail. 
or be ostracized from the rest of society or living in red states that really aren't, don't mean anything to them at this point. Right. We, we control the east and west coasts and all the coastlines, and we are going to make America great again according to what they want. And that's exactly what they did, because if they had brought this in 2017 or 16, Trump would have fought it. He would have finally caught on to it. Right. And it, there wouldn't have been enough years to bring it in because Trump would have knocked all the laws down. Mm-hmm. He would he would have he would have allowed it, and right. so uh, they're not stupid. So um, now we need to pray that this Virginia governor wins the Republican, and I'm pretty sure that the, the machines are fixed. But maybe God can do a miracle and they can win this election, and we can start getting our at least reverse some of it until the Lord comes back. You know? Yeah, that's true. So. You know, um, Brian, it's funny you bring environmentalism. I was thinking about that. Uh-huh. And um, a lot of people, a lot of these people that are, you know, anti, well, they're they're fighting for the environment and stuff. And believe me, there's nothing bad about that if it's done in temperance. Right, okay? yeah. And because um, there are some things that can be fixed. But these college professors and stuff are teaching these kids that it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. Well, you know... <laughs> You and I grew up when it was really bad, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. When we were kids, our, our the gasoline used to have lead in it because lead is a good um, lubricant for the engine, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, so then they took the lead out. Then they put catalytic converters in it and all this junk on the engine. I shouldn't call it junk because it does serve a purpose, but it's just more stuff that can break. Um, you know, um, air pumps and everything else and mm-hmm. – uh, so then the, uh, the air that we breathe today, even in Los Angeles, New York, and other places, is millions of times cleaner than it used to be. The rivers mm-hmm. are so much more cleaner. Um, there was a time when you couldn't eat fish out of the Hudson River. Now they're saying you can eat all the fish you want out of the Hudson River, okay? Um, there's a, um, there, were, there were rivers in, in the United States back in the 60s and 70s that used to catch fire. They had so many pollutants in them. The rivers would actually yeah. burn. I remember they that. Had, remember they had oil and gas mm-hmm. and everything else in them. Now they don't anymore. I can remember uh, back in the late 70s. Um, yeah, it was the late 70s. I went back to New Jersey to work for a year. And I had this cousin, Bill. And um, what he did is uh, we were at a keg party. And they bet him that he wouldn't swim, swim across something called the Passaic River. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, to, to get beer, he, he'd do anything. So he swam across the Passaic River and then swam back. He was covered with oil and everything you could think, leeches and the whole nine yards. And it's amazing that leeches can live in that. It's just yeah. it's a testimony to their their uh, their their strength. But, yeah, um, yeah we had a – he had to actually take a shower drunk. He did it. I don't know how. But um, – he took a shower, got cleaned up, and he had to get all the oil and all the yuck off of him. I mean, there was stuff in that water I didn't even want to think about. And uh, so that's – but now that river is cleaner, okay, a lot cleaner. And so what they're saying right now is that, especially in this country, that if, oh, everything's so dirty, the air is dirty, the waters are polluted. No, not like they used to be. And things are no, getting better. better. It's a lot better. Yeah. Way better, yes. Yeah. And um, the air uh, – Catalytic converters have done so much to to help clean up the air. 
you wouldn't believe the stuff that used to come out of a tailpipe of a car when, <laughs> we, when we were kids, right, Brian? Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. And then you put the catalytic converters on her and went to unleaded gas. And now it, I think a little bit of nitrogen comes out and water comes out of that. That's what the exhaust is. Um, you see, you, you drive behind a car that's got a catalytic converter, which is just about every car now, especially in the wintertime. And you can see water dripping out of the out of the tailpipe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a testament that that's true. That really does happen. Um, the air is a lot cleaner. Um, coal plants have to put scrubbers on their on their their pipes. Their you know their um, their big stacks uh, yeah. and everything else. They didn't used to have to do that. So if you're going to college and you're hearing all that garbage from your professor, he's lying to you. Okay, he's using the standards that we have now to show that things are dirty, but whereas he doesn't look at the past and show how things were filthy, filthy garbage. I mean, it was terrible. Even yeah. the streets, you walk down the streets and there was litter all over the place. It's not that yeah, way anymore. Right. Most, most places, right? Right, Brian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I joke around about the mosquito truck going through town. Used to go through town spring of DDT fog around. And all those kids would drive around on bicycles in a stupid fog. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it kind of explains a lot of things that happen health-wise nowadays, but uh, uh, that doesn't happen anymore. They realized DDT was a, a toxin to the human body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some guy said on, on Facebook the other day, he says, DDT didn't affect me, but my eggs have thin shells when I lay them. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Um, so, you know, things have gotten so much better. And talk to people that lived in the garbage back then, you know. It was a it was a nasty world. Um, when I walked to school back in East Rutherford, back in New Jersey, every morning I would smell Dow Chemical, I would smell Monsanto, and everything mm-hmm. else. I mean, the air was bad. Nowadays, you walk around that town, you don't smell anything. So, yeah. hey, you know, take it for what it's worth from somebody, two guys that have lived in that garbage. Yeah, you know, things are much much better than they used to be. And then they, like he said, they try to use. Um, uh, China as a model. China is one of the most polluted countries on the face of the earth. That in India, you want to know yeah, why you might have bad, yeah, you want to know why you might have bad air because the jet stream picks up stuff from China. It picks up yeah. stuff from India, and it brings it this way. That's mm-hmm. why we might have some bad air here. Um, and, and even yeah. then, it's not bad like it used to be. No, you know, so I used to have Brian. I used to have this thing online. It was called uh, calling Al Gore, calling Al Gore. And every time that they would have, like, the coldest winter ever back in the Midwest, I'd say, calling Al Gore, where's the global warming? Come on, Al. You know, you're sitting in a nice big house, you know, with, with uh, all your heaters running, which are you know, using electricity that's that's produced from coal plants. You know, uh, let's put your money where your mouth is, Al. You know, and as a matter of fact, I should do a, a show now called Calling Al Gore. Um <laughs> the guy, the guy is like the the, the hypocrite of the, the the millennium, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh my goodness. So anyway, well, I, I'm sorry I went on like that, but no, I, that's I, the viral, Did you read the other day that um, the environmentalists want to start burying trees and kind of what is I can only see as being a uh, kind of like a sacrifice uh, to Mother Earth? Uh, they want to cut down real live thriving trees and just bury them in a grave. Um, the, the logic behind it doesn't exist, first of all. 
And the only thing I could think of it's it's maybe it's like a kind of like a sacrifice, you know, to Mother Earth. You know, yeah. oh, we're going to kill these. Well, why don't they just? Oh, never mind. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say what I'm not going to say. <laughs> but I'll no, share it privately mean, with you. You know. In the in the in the in the book of Revelation, I was just reading that the other day. I think it was chapter six or seven. The yeah. the seal judgments and. It said they refused to repent of their sorceries, their witchcraft sorceries, the worship of idols, of wood, hay, and st- you know all this. And you read that they're basically they know God the Father is judging them. They're seeing what He's doing to them. <laughs> Millions and billions of people are dying, and they know that they're in sin, but they'd rather worship something that's inanimate object that's not alive, then, you know, confess that there's a real God and he's alive. Right. So it doesn't surprise me when you hear people wanting to bury trees and have funeral services for them because their, their heart is hard, heart is hardened to God. And Uh he, they, they are literally blinded by the enemy unless God pulls that, veil off their eyes they're i mean it, it's just the stuff that's going on you know the the covid cult is like a religious cult you know yep. by the left the branch it's covidians like yeah what's that the branch covidians yeah it's totally yep. a cult and, and it's like are you vaccinated or are you unvaccinated oh the unvaxxed are spreading the disease you know and you know and all this and it's like uh, how dare you say we don't want you, you telling us what to teach your kids? You know, how dare you do right. that? It's like, well, wait a minute. Who who died and left you in charge, made you the Pope, who made you God, you know? Which actually, the Pope is not God, obviously. But my point is, um, you you don't go you don't go with the flow and go along with everybody saying and doing. Now you're a racist, and now you're a homophobe, and now you're an anti-vaxxer, anti, you're anti-government. Um, um, uh, Tucker Carlson did a special on January 6th, the, uh, you know, the, you know, the riots and stuff at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And he, he debunked it all. It started tonight. You can go, and I guess it's called Tucker Carlson today. I think it is. He has another, you know, it's, a, it's you have to go online to watch it on Fox. Right. But, it's he's and I guess he's already getting flack from the left about this, and they're attacking him, and they haven't even, it hasn't even come out yet. They haven't even seen it. It just came out, and so uh, he showed a couple of clips tonight. It's really good um, how they totally are saying that what happened on January 6 was worse than 9 11, mm-hmm. and it was worse than Pearl Harbor. It's worse than the Holocaust. It's bad. It's bad. One person died, and that person was a woman that was in the service, and she was shot and killed by a police officer at the Capitol. And right. and nobody else died. Every, and all the people that did get hurt were the people that um, were were beaten by the, the police. And it, it wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't a riot. And the, it's being used to make anti-vaxxers and Trump people look like they're crazy. So right. um, it's, I guess what I'm saying is just the times we're living in are crazy. It's just nuts. 
It's, mm -hmm. you know, I never thought I would talk about that you could lose your job if you don't get a vaccine. Right. That I never thought two years ago, somebody come up and say, hey, you know what, you're not going to be able to go to church for a year and a half. I go, why? Because the government's not going to let you. I go, right. why? Because mm -hmm. of a pandemic. Well, don't during pandemics, they quarantine this. Yeah, this one. They don't do that in this one. Right. So I wonder where all the people are that used to yell, used to scream about the separation of church and state that the church should have no say in the government. Uh, you know, no. every time the church came up with, oh, no, no, they're separated from church and state until the the state wanted to interrupt the church. Okay, the state steps in and says you can't go to church, you can't you can't assemble, you can't have more than so many people together. Uh, you have to sing. Some states you had to worship with your mask on. Here, you know, yeah. yeah. So where were the, all the people that were against the separation of church and state when it was the church that was trying to bring things up? All mm -hmm. of a sudden, they get real quiet when the government wants to kill the church. Well, it just shows to show you that. They, they're biased and they really didn't care. They didn't want to hear what the church had to say, you know, or what maybe God wanted to say is a better way to put it. But, you know, you talked about um, revelation and um, that God does respect the environment and stuff. And in Revelation 18, the, uh, the, seventh, the seventh trumpet sounds. And uh, in verse 18, which is the fourth verse of that one section, and it says... Um, it says, and the nations were angry, and thy wrath has come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, that thou shouldest give reward unto the servants, the prophets, and the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. So the God does love the environment. He is going to yeah. destroy those who destroy it. And if you're an environmentalist or any, you know, of any has any muster at all. You've got to realize that God does love the environment. He created the, the earth for goodness sakes, mm -hmm. you know, and he created it beautiful and he doesn't like seeing it ruined. And if mm -hmm. you're an environmentalist and you read this, you should see that God is going to destroy all the people, um, all the, all the giant corporations that want to waste the ground and, uh, and pollute the ground and everything else. <laughs> they're not going to get away with it in the end, folks. They're, they're no. going to be judged. They're going to be thrown in the lake of fire. You know, and, and because they're not going to repent of their sins because money, they have to make money. You know, same with the mm -hmm. um, the um, the drug companies. You know, they're, you got to remember that mankind is part of the earth. We were created. I'm not saying that the earth is mankind and mankind's the earth. But right. mankind was created to subdue the earth, actually, and to fill it with people. And under under beautiful circumstances, under perfect circumstances, that would have been great. And it still could be great if people, you know, are, are following the Lord. And uh, I'm not for, you know, taking people out like the New Agers or the New, excuse me, New Agers, but the, um, the New World Order. Um, they're definitely against, uh, they, they want to reduce the population. But God said, no, fill the earth and, and subdue it. And subdue it just means that, you know, farm it correctly, tend the forests, forests correctly, you know, um, treat one another kindly and, and stuff like that, because uh, the whole environment is part of the earth, including mankind, although we're above the environment. we It was created mm -hmm. for us. 
as kind of a gift to subdue and to enjoy, you know? So if an environmentalist does not like God, then there's something wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, because God created it for, for the environmentalists too. Um, They see themselves as caretakers of the earth. And I understand that, but at the same time, you can't be a caretaker and lord it over the other, other humans. You know, you have to try to guide people in the right way. And I think most people are environmentally um, active, I should say. Um, We know of a woman that um, is is an advocate for the bees. And believe me, I am an advocate for the bees. I have fruit trees. I want them pollinated every year. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to see all the all the pollination going on. I want to see the farmers thriving because the bees are out there. Um, you know, pollinating flowers and creating nuts on the nut trees and, and everything else. And I, and I love bees. I really do. I, I think they're wonderful creations of God. And they're, they're a great example of, of um, how people should, should work together. They're, they're industrious and everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but, you know, but she, that is her main focus. And we look at everything else. She's like totally rabid when it comes to other things, you know, uh, where, where environmentalism is concerned or where, um, where people are concerned, you know, um, she's, don't get me wrong. She's pro people and everything, but, um, you know, any kind of effort to, to, uh, for further, uh, people going in and, um, you know, developing land and stuff like that, totally against, you know, right. so there's got to be an even keel there, and she's she's on one spectrum of it, one side of the spectrum, and where other people are on the other side, and um, people need to meet in the middle in that regard. But um, anyway, uh, so there's nothing wrong. My goodness, we've gone over two hours already. I can't believe wow. it. Wow, I know it's pretty wow. Wow. So I'm sorry I get on rants. No, it's good we both do that. I mean, that's, yeah. hey, Joe, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right, huh? <laughs> well, folks, seeing that we've gone over two hours, and two hours is kind of the limit of what people can um, comprehend and, and retain mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We better shake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, Brian, man, the time's gone so fast, and they say time flies when you're having fun. So I think well, I know. I'm having fun tonight. Yeah, I know. It goes really fast. <laughs> so, folks, we, we want to tell you again, we really appreciate our audience, right, Brian? We, they're awesome. Oh, yes, yeah, so much. I can't yeah, believe we get, how much we've grown. Yeah, we get some nice letters from people, yeah. people that are really concerned about the things we're talking about, and uh, it just blesses us. And and so far, we haven't gotten very negative, many negative things. Every once in a while, you know, there'll be somebody that gets on the, the chat room, and there hasn't been anybody on here tonight. But, yeah, um, they get on there and they they pop off with different things and and that's their right. But uh, and it's also our right to listen to them and respond yeah. or just ignore them. So, yeah. Anyway, that's called freedom of speech. Yeah, that's right. So Brian, I, you know, I'm just going to ask the folks to pray for you and your situation and uh, you know mm-hmm. with work and that mm-hmm. uh, that the Lord will. Um, will help you to make a decision and lead you in the ways that you need to go to, to move to where you need to move to, should you yeah. need to move. And that, uh, you know, maybe a miracle will happen and, um, and the Lord will intervene and uh, talk some common sense into supervisors and, and their supervisors and the people all the way up to the top to realize that, you know, this whole mask thing, this whole, this whole, uh, 
vaccination thing is a ruse and that they need to start cutting people slack and, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and go in the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law, you know, yeah. right. To realize that people, you know, like you are allergic to the test, you yeah. know, and, and, and to, to kind of go with that and find other ways or just say, Hey, you know, he's just one that's allergic and we're just going to let him work and not bother him, you know? Right. But, um, it would be nice. yeah. yeah, it would be for common sense to prevail. But mm-hmm. knowing that you work for a government organization and common sense is about as, as, uh, far from, from, from them as, uh, as God is from the earth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I know. There's no, uh, but you know, we, we worship a God of miracles and maybe one will work out in, uh, in this matter. And, um, and all the other things that are going on in your life and our life, the move that yeah. we're trying to make and everything else that, that, the, you know, the, the, those that pray, that are our audience that you would um, just pray in our behalf that God would have his way and that we would listen to his way because so much of us wants to have things our way, especially where I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, that we just listen and um, that he is clear and plain when he talks to us and uh, we, we're able to listen and, and understand what he wants for us in our lives and the lives of our audience too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So folks, keep that in prayer. We'll keep you in prayer. And um, and, and everything's going to work out just fine, I feel. Yeah. So from uh, signing off from uh, the People's Republic of Oregon and Brian, <laughs> signing off from the People's well, Republic of From Calistan, California. Calistan, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have that wonderful governor down there, and we have Oberfuhrer Brown up here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, she's trying hard to be Fuhrer, but I don't think she'll ever make it. Yeah. But actually, she's been kind of quiet lately, so let's just kind of hope that uh, she's still occupied way. trying to fend off things, that she yeah. just keeps her mouth shut and her opinion to herself. Yeah. And uh, and same with your governor, too. Although, <laughs> oh. um Gruesome oh, Newsome, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Putin Newsome, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, he's, oh my gosh. Oh. Epitome of evil. Yep. Oh, very evil. They both are. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Brian, I'm going to say good night, good night, audience. And, uh, good night. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Everybody see be blessed until we see you again next week. Yes. Okay, thanks. Oh, okay, I'm going to end this thing right here, and there we go.